Okay. Shall we get her started? Get her done. Shall we get her done? So at, 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 patter. at my work right now, um, uh, so many people call us and accuse us of things uh, on a daily basis. Like because, racism? No, um, because uh, all of our products are so delayed from shipping, yeah. and, and so people are constantly upset with Supply us. Supply chains are fucked right now. Um, so I've introduced uh, kind of two new characters into answering the phone. One of them's named Tucker. <laughs> and I'll be like, hello, Norristown Brick. So like the reason we we want to keep doing this and my other coworker Dom does a impression it's also a southern accent of Tucker. We want our customers who are regulars to think that there is another person who works at Norristown Brick who's named Tucker in case when things go south and they're like my product said it would take 7 months to get here and now it's been 8 months. We can be like, "Oh, well, Tucker set that one up, so... Uh. That's so funny. <laughs> Dude, for so long, I've been in this chair so fucking uncomfortable, and it didn't occur to me till just now that I could raise the chair to the proper height, which is extra embarrassing because I primarily work for a fucking chair company. So is your voice actually going to be super loud from here on out because you're now Now I'm like at the, the proper height. It, <laughs> might, it might actually sound good. Um. Okay. You want to talk about Lost? Great. Uh, I watched an episode of Lost this morning to jog my general memory after having watched nine hours of Squid Game in three days to absorb it fully. That's, I said there's such a list piling up of shit that I want to watch that yeah. I can't because of Lost. That's pretty high on it. I got super ahead of you and then gave myself the leeway to catch up yeah. on other things. Just to be clear, last episode, at that point, I was like, 17 hours ahead of dan and lost and now he has far surpassed me yes <laughs> but <laughs> i'm moving very slowly I'm, I'm at a glacial pace right now because i'm letting you kind of get caught back up uh because uh, we are kind of dwindling to the middle end of our journey here um things are going by real fast um, they are but so i mean i'm still i still have a third of the series left not if you consider that two of those seasons are half the length of the first two seasons. They're not half. The last season is only like five episodes less. Fewer. The one I'm watching now, uh, season five, is 14 episodes. Or is... No. It's either 14 or 16. Wow, that one's short too, huh? Um, I mean, and, and, and one of them is, is definitely 14, and there's also... The first two seasons are 24 episodes. Yeah. So... It's not half, but it's it's no. a significant. I thought that jump. season five went back up to a bunch of episodes. Um, so uh, just to get everybody back on board, um, welcome to the Lost Boys. I'm Lost Boy number one. Woo! And um, we're here to talk about um, in our break between the movie Blues podcast, which some of you have tried listening to and abandoned. Um, <laughs> Uh, we are now uh, just. A I can't lost imagine podcast. there's anyone who listened to the podcast and then didn't ravenously right. plow through the rest of the I, podcast. I'd, I'd like to think you're right about that. Yeah, but now they're plowing with us through Lost, and um, yeah, everyone's watching six seasons of Lost at the same rate we are. And yeah, at the same clip as well, and also podcasting about their experiences. Yeah. on their own podcast. Um, I've I've done a little bit of a delve into how many Lost podcasts exist. And it is unbelievable. Yeah. And they, are, a lot. <laughs> they all have so many listeners. It is wild. Well, 
I don't think this is going to become one of them, but let's definitely <laughs> do our damnedest. Yeah. Um, you need to be posting shit on r slash lost. I, I can't go on there because there's too, spo- too many spoilers. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, because usually you're like, you should be posting this on r slash. I'm like, that's what you do. And, yeah. you're, and then you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then you do And then it. I do it. But this time. This time, be careful. I, I can't. You got to teach me how. I opened r slash lost one time, and I was like, no! No, hurt <laughs> your eyes! The picture of Saeed over the pyramid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Covered in baby oil. It was Jake just, or fucking, it was Jack just, like, bashing Aaron's fucking skull in with a goddamn <laughs> club. Oh, baby! Yeah. Um, he was like, he's not even related to you! <laughs> um, lost. You ready to get it started? Yeah. Let's get into it, baby. Previously on Lost. <laughs> I can't believe you never used that as a drum tone in your life. That it's, was it's unbelievable. That was all part of the theme song. <laughs> no, <laughs> none of that was done live. Um, so uh, let's get everybody caught up. Uh, the last time we talked about Lost, um, you had finished season two. I was, um, I think I was two episodes away from finishing season two. And I was behind you. uh, You were still in season one. Right at the end of season one. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about my reactions to season two. um, And then we're going to talk about seasons three and some of four because you haven't completed four. Yeah. Um, I, however, am now on season five, episode three. So for Um, everyone who's really looking forward to discussing the season finale of season four. Forget about it. This is going to be a frustrating episode for you. It really is, because there's quite a lot of things. This episode's going to be a Lost-esque cliffhanger. The point is, guys, there was a situation in which we would end up like not being able to do this and getting all the way to... A, the end of us finishing the show, but also the beginning of the Movie Blues podcast season five, which I've been eagerly anticipating. Yeah, and um, just keep in mind that there was a, a, a alternate universe we live in in which I just stop watching because I got bored, right. which happens all the time. Huge gamble in this whole process <laughs> was Dan just straight up bailing on this. Um, so before we talk about what happened in the seasons before we talk about where we're at my most uh critical thing that i want to talk to you about even though (laughs) through text messages pretty much know the answer to (laughs) a lot of this uh is just your enthusiasm where you are at uh with the experience of lost how that experience has changed maybe uh in regards to the first two seasons and the storytelling that was being done there um so yeah, uh, I want to hear about that because as our listeners would probably know or maybe have forgotten since last time, Dan Enden has never seen Lost, at least to where he's at now. Um, he had seen a little season one, season two, had tried multiple times maybe, but this is his first true watch. Yeah. Um, this is my probably sixth or seventh full watch of it, but now we're talking about wild. since a long time ago. Right. I mean... Um, is that because between Lost. each season you would rewatch the previous seasons? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, okay, having the box uh, that you have at your feet there, which has every single episode on Blu-ray. Which I wasn't allowed to look at last time. Yeah, you still can't. Fuck. There's plenty of things you cannot see in there. Look at that, Actually, look at that map. But imagine how cool it'll be when we do the final episode and I can hand you this and be like. Oh, can I put the disc in? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the secret bonus disc. Um, uh, well, yeah. I want to put in the disc for the final. Oh yeah, episode. I'm gonna like have torches lit in my living room, <laughs> a la Survivor for us. It's gonna be fucking great, dude. It's gonna uh, be tribal. We talk cancel. about Survivor season forty one. Definitely started. not. <laughs> okay, cool. Do you want to talk about it though? Of course. Uh, look, all right. I'm do- all I'm saying is that my enthusiasm t- towards loss has inversely reacted to my enthusiasm towards survivor starting okay so dan i'm gonna bring in a little concept from uh, our other show the movie blues podcast uh here is now your allotted one minute to talk about uh survivor season 420 survivor season one started four weeks ago um i didn't really need the jeopardy music i just wanted to really well, illustrate this is what you got that it is fine um Step down from season 40, for sure. Um, CBS enacted an entire... Ro- I'm going well past this, because that's fine. The, the, uh, the CBS, um, they, they, their whole mantra company policy now is that during COVID, they fired everyone who had gotten picked for any of their reality shows, and we're going to recast everything with a promise to our culture and our society that it would be like... 50 or more percent marginalized groups as the cast. Ay, ay, ay. Um, which, you know, that's fine. Statistically, that should be the case regardless, probably. But they've also started pandering in a hilarious way where there's so many, like, heartwarming moments where, like, Jeff will be like, hey, can you just tell us how Survivor is similar to raising an adopted kid with your gay trans pregnant husband and they'd be like yeah jeff you know it's really it's really similar and like there's music playing and, shit. and i'm just saying it's, it's, it's a lot uh dude um yeah <laughs> that sounds like quite a journey you're on um anyway back to the other island <laughs> um you say torches and i'm like survivor Dan, there's been not many torches in Lost so far. You keep promising me torches. There's been there's been whole plot points about torches. Yeah, but not the way you were describing. May you I were re- talking about like an unfathomable amount of torches. May I remind you of light them up? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um. Anyway, uh, Lost. How is it going for you, bud? Um. It's it's going well. It's 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 going close to great i would say there there have been some missteps steps along the way for sure um i would say if when we last spoke where i was going into the end of season two my enthusiasm was at like a 13 out of a 10 mm-hmm. like enthused about lost in ways i've only been in my life about like the matrix okay wow like, jesus Christ. going into like season three i was like this is i feel like i'm walking into matrix reloaded right now and the return was comparable mm-hmm. to the time I walked into the Matrix Reloaded in theaters, <laughs> where I, okay. I I came out of each episode being like, yes, lost. But then I'd be just like thinking about it all day, and I'd be like, wait a second, that didn't make any fucking sense. Mm. And I'd be like, all right, th- <laughs> there's there's a downshift, there's a downgrade happening. And mm. then it's been like kind of like a U because it's picked up significantly, right? But man, did it get a little rough there for a bit. Yeah. I mean, I want to talk about, like, conceptually, uh, season by season, the way I personally felt right. b- before we do any specifics. Um, 
season two, I think, was not as bad as it was going to get, which I did not remember being the case. I thought that season two was kind of like the redheaded stepchild. And then from there on out, it was like flames all the way. I came to find that the beginning of season three is like some of the most insufferable television imaginable. Yeah. Um, I was like, I at multiple times, I was like, I want to go back to the hatch. Like at the time I was like, season two is a little bit of a downshift from one. But at the end, like it all became that the payoff of the moment of the, the, the fucking button finally counting down and just those red hieroglyphics showing up. Yeah. Like, that moment, I was just like, if I didn't spend so much time in, like, tedium with this fucking hatch, that moment would not have knocked me on my ass the same way that it did. Because there were so many times that it was teasing John or someone letting the button go down. And each time I'd be like, God, I hope this is the fucking day they let the button go down. I need to see what fucking happens. Mm -hmm. And then when it did and those red hieroglyphics showed up, I was like, it was like I was watching the World Series, dude. I was, like, on my chair, like, fucking, like, hands on my head. I was like, what? What is that? What does that mean? (laughs) you see that shit the music's so good um so like i didn't have any of those moments Uh uh-huh in season three or four yet but i've found the overall journey worth it once they killed off nikki and paolo Mm. things took a huge upswing Mm -hmm. i just feel like i don't mind that the next few seasons are so short because i've still felt like there's become a lot of filler Sure. But, like, that makes sense because seasons were long. Yeah, I mean, I, I, having watched season four, I'd argue that there is maybe one episode tops of filler in season four. I felt like season four was a lot of meat and potatoes. Yeah. Um, which is great because season five is my... Just like, all potatoes. It's just pure pureed potato. Wow. From end to end. And, like, I'm three episodes into it, and I just... I am concerned especially with some things that you've said on the negative end of how you're going to react to this show. And it finally goes batshit. <laughs> because like, as I've said from the beginning, um, the, the writers made sure that their show would appeal to two major camps. One of them is people who like stories about characters that they like from like a soap opera esque ABC late night television show that you would expect from 2004. And that's like me as and, a person. And then, yeah, well, the, that's the <laughs> thing is you do latch on to things like that like pretty easily and more easily than maybe I would. Yeah. Um, then there's the second camp. This which is us. Are hardcore nerds who want nothing but answers, who are sleuths in their own way and in their own right. And, and what you see in the middle of Lost that I think is fascinating in me as a viewer, at least, is the turn that I had originally, because I can only, I, I do remember very vividly feeling this way on my first watch through of the show week by week for seven years. Um, and that is that um, I felt as if I started to be owed things. Right. Um, which was not a feeling in the beginning. And the feeling in, in the beginning is show me, like, the, yeah. show me how far out this yeah. idea is going to go. I'm going along for your ride. Yeah, like, you've got me. I, I'm fascinated by the mysteries. Now, as we go on through the show, and every three episodes a new mystery is introduced at some level, be it big or small, um, it introduces this air of, like, will any of this really be answered? Right. And what kind of answers would satisfy you as a viewer um so i want to pose that question to you now which is yeah real quick i just want to say in regards to that 
you mentioned in the first episode we did on the podcast when I was going, I was just like praising the mysteries and everything. Mm-hmm. You were like, dude, you haven't even gotten there. Like, we haven't even heard any of the real main mysteries. You don't even know them. Like, right. These are just like early mysteries. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, yeah, yeah, you fucking lost pretentious fuck. There is 0% chance that they could introduce a shitload of other mysteries that are feel more significant than what's going on right now. Right. And now I'm just like, who the fuck cares about the hatch? Exactly. It's like, and what you were saying about the two different camps and Mm -hmm. me being probably more in the former camp, this show has brought out the latter side of me in a way that like has not happened often. Like the way I've been like racking over this shit in my brain, trying to solve it. Right. I'm just like texting you constantly at like, it'll be like eight 30 in the morning on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, it's this right. Like it's, it's constant. Well, that, that is the reason why I'm shocked to be a part of the lost boys podcast, because there was never a world in which I thought you would have any interest in this show. Um, mostly because like uh, there's so much current schlock <laughs> uh sci-fi schlock and dreck out there that I love um be it certain marvel properties that have become much more sci-fi than they are superhero movies and and beyond and I can't get you to watch anything like that but like this I think but I will watch the thing that takes 120 hours of my life. <laughs> yeah, well it just so happens to be that. I mean they could have done lost as like um like a two season like mind fuck of sorts but like it just so happens there's a shit ass ton of it um but yeah the question i ultimately wanted to ask you um was um like where do you think the show is ultimately heading at this point and what would satisfy you as a viewer in terms of answers what do you think you need to see to feel as if they're going to wrap this up. Okay, so those are those are two entirely separate questions. Um, the first one was, what again? Where are you? Where do I see the show going? Yeah, well, it's a mix of the two. Is where do you see it going? But where would you like it to go? Um, I feel like the answers to those would be very different for me. Hmm. Like I'm getting the feeling that it is going at an increasingly rapid rate towards like out of control sci-fi shit that I usually like disconnect from. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just, it's going to get so much less grounded in reality Mm -hmm. um, is where I feel like it's going. Um, And, you know, I always tend to fall off when it becomes like, these are spooky time travelers. Like, Hmm. um, and this show so far is full of spooky time travelers all of a sudden. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. But um, I'm still in. I'm on board. Right. It's been a good enough of a buildup where it was subtle enough at first that and, like, drawn out and made me, in like, invested in the characters that I'm just like, I will not go through my life without enthusiastically finding out what happens here let me read you uh, just my favorite quote from this three season arc basically that we're covering okay. um that speaks to what you were saying about um the mysteries that you once cared about you're seeing that they've evolved into something else and they don't matter anymore right um 
And this is one of the most meta lines of dialogue ever from one of the most important characters in the show, Richard Alpert. Um, he is referring to when he says this, um, Ben's whole thing with, uh, the babies. And like, I think it's in the flashback episode where you're seeing Ben's backstory, um, with the Dharma initiative and beyond. And, Richard Alpert is basically telling all of his people that Ben is not the leader that they ultimately thought he was. He says, Ben has been wasting our time with novelty experiments like the fertility problem. We have bigger things to deal with. And that is literally like the meta of just like exactly that paradigm that I was explaining to you. Yeah, so much. You're not so going to care. So much shit with babies in the first two seasons. Right. Um, That's I, so funny. I will solve this baby mystery. I didn't pick up on that at all. That's really funny. Um, That's genius. That line is just genius because yeah. it's just like there are bigger things at play. Um, and I will say that to your credit as a viewer and somebody who likes, you know, the less science fiction-y stuff, um, two things uh the first is like in terms of the time travel stuff i want you to think of it a little bit differently like instead of getting hung up in the fact that there's like sci-fi elements going on put it this way right you only have six seasons of lost and while that is a lot of episodes um we're talking about an island that has a very rich history you know what i mean and arguably there are periods of time on the island that I as a viewer and a nerd in the nerd camp wanted to know more about. I right. wanted to see because in seeing them, you understand so much more about the show, like the Ben episode where you see him grow up in the Dharma initiative. I watched that with a very careful eye this time. There isn't like a boatload of answers in there. Right. It's not about like, solving who created the dharma initiative who well, did this who did that hold on pause so that's number one to the answer of what i need from this show right is i need to know everything about the dharma initiative like the most compelling shit to me this season was the ben flashback episode showing him as a kid arriving and it's a full-fledged fucking place already like like mm -hmm. an actual like society sure and people are getting assigned jobs and shit i'm like this is the episode i am waiting for is an entire fucking episode of that like, that being formed, that being founded, like, I want to know what that <laughs> fucking is. Anyone who's listening to this podcast who has seen all of Lost knows how unbelievably precarious of a moment this is <laughs> and of a situation that I am in. For those reasons, I cannot say anything about this topic further. Okay. Um, I'll put it this way. Like, I, as a viewer, where you were for the first time, was like, good, that was an episode about the Dharma Initiative. I learned a lot by proxy, like just by observing them, but I have now a hundred more questions than I had answers. Um, I wanted to know more, like anything in Lost when they dangle it in front of you. Um, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be so fine. Uh, you may be more fine than you would ever want to be. Um, the Dharma Initiative, though, is very much a disposable mystery. Let me put it that way first, oh God. because think about the Dharma Initiative with what you know. Already, I am with what you know already. What you know is that sure they are doing experiments on the island, right? Great. Yeah. Sure, they were um, tapping into the electromagnetic potential found on the island and in the island. Fine. They were doing some 
fancy parlor tricks, I would say, with that with that energy. Um, the button is kind of a good example of that, where like they were dicking around with it, but they didn't like have a full grasp of it. But dude, this is a show where you've seen a four a four toed statue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there is stuff. The Dharma Initiative started in the '60s. Like, it is a blink in the eye of the island. And who is to say that they found out anything of use? Because when we meet the Dharma Initiative, which is headed by Ben, you think at first, that's kind of season two kind of makes you think that they are the Dharma Initiative. Yeah, right. And then as you go on, you're like, wait, okay, they're not. And then yeah. you see the Ben episode and you see the purge and you realize that Dharma Initiative was wiped out. Um, the only person left over from that ostensibly is but the like, dude with the eye patch and Ben. But early very early in the series they meet someone who's like, I'm the last surviving member of the Darwin. That is That's the Russian the- guy with the eye patch. And he is lying. Um they question him and he ends up lying. Mikhail. Um and so they bait you a few times right. into thinking that these people are the Dharma Initiative. It's like, I don't know if it was written at the time. Who knows? Right. It could have been like in the script. It could have, first of all, Ben is a character was only supposed to be in two or three episodes. Let's really? Let's get that straight. That and happens they, a lot on this show, it seems. They saw his performance on camera, that and firing people over DUIs. But um, yeah. uh, they saw him on camera and were just like, dude, <laughs> This is like Lil Hannibal Lecter. Like this dude is crushing this role and they just kept him around. When you get to the end of the show, that's when you're like, (laughs) like, oh, this guy wasn't written into the show. Like he's he's pretty pivotal to the show. I mean, it's hard to imagine at this point, especially it without him. But I will say, I mean, mean, at this point, we're we're fucking at a place where it's like seems it's heavily implying that the real fucking I was saying, like, this show's going to come down to fucking Jack versus Locke, like. Now it's like, I don't even care about either of them. It's coming down to Ben versus Charles Whitmore. That's, that is another conflict of major interest in several plot lines. And uh, I don't love, I as, a, as an overall arc of the show, you can see that they are busying themselves with a lot of these plot lines with Charles Whitmore and the boat. And the people getting sick on the boat. The boat, and- the boat is the thing that I'm finding most torturous about this season and you anytime i think of that season i think of oh that's the freighter yeah and you kept being like dude we haven't you haven't gotten the freighter yet and i'm like i don't know what that means and now we're here and i was like this is gonna be awesome we're at the freighter and i'm just like i want this to end i want them off of that boat i am psyched about the freighter and was when i said that to you because i love the people on the freighter the freighter as a plot device you know, spoiler alert it's not going to be there until the sixth season of the show it's not going to be like still people on a freighter no um but like as a plot device it's kind of like the farm in the walking dead where um it was a huge deal at the time that like the second season they lost like a large majority of their budget because amc are a bunch of whores and they fired frank darabont which was super sad and then they wrote a whole season good the show got after that (laughs) they wrote a whole season well done on a farm that well look let me pause there just to say that that show was terrible from its very first episode on as an adaptation was really half-assed, but... I thought the first season was good. Terrible. And Frank Darabont, who made the show, was going to continue making it at a very high price level. And I will put it this way. Yes, the show is terrible and is objectively gotten worse and worse, but at the same time, like AMC did what they did for the exact reason 
that they are now profiting off an empire of Walking Dead. Yeah. Like, they knew that the American audience was dumb enough to like even the first season. So they were like, let's, like, spend one third and make ten times more money and disrespect everyone's process. And they'll just keep making it. And they'll just keep slapping stickers on it and, and shipping it. And now it's on lunchboxes. And I'm just saying, like, John, you didn't stop to think, you know the line from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. It's not like... I to think if, if you should. Um, uh, um, <laughs> anyway, um, I do not love the whole freighter thing. It is kind of exhausting, but the people that it brings into the show, I would argue, are a far more interesting than anyone who came off the tail of the fucking plane, and except for Mr. Echo R.I.P., but like, how much more were you really oh, going to yeah, do? That was the him? other thing you said. You were like, dude, like you haven't even met the most important characters. And I was like actively pissed when you said right. that. Cause I was like, if this show doesn't culminate to be about the people that I've just spent fucking, cause you know, at that point it's, I was so young then when right. I started the show mentally, cause I was like, God, there's a thousand episodes left. I'm going to be watching this forever. And right. like this feeling of just like my heart racing all the time. Like I could do this forever. And then a whole bunch of stuff that ha- happened that I was not feeling that. So, like, if my enthusiasm level was, like, a 13 out of 10 last time, now I'm still at, like, a comfortable, like, 8.75. That's strong. Yeah. And I will give it to you that as the show goes on, I have felt, especially season three and four, my emotional connection with the show lighten because they are focusing on so many, like, whacked out ideas already that there isn't much room for Kumbaya. And like last episode that we recorded, I kind of was like, I'm done with the Kumbaya shit and with everybody like having soap opera moments with each other. Now, since those moments have become fewer and far between, it is a little less soulful of a show as it goes on. Um, And then um, to be frank, by the end, they quadruple down on soul. <laughs> so if you don't like the characters of Lost and like their stories, like prepare for like a reaming in the final 13 to 15 episodes of the show. Because, yeah, again, like the writers ultimately took the camp of the characters. And I, a scavenger of answers and mystery answers and beyond from the nerd uh, camp, have amassed all of my answers. I know everything i don't have to like go to sleep at night and be like whoa what are the numbers anymore (laughs) like it's not i'm not there anymore um but yeah there's a a version of this show going forward from where you are right now that could have been even fucking nerdier honestly um although they do test that pretty strongly in season five i mean that's uh, that's what i want because it's like wild because that was what i was latching on to in the first two seasons and now well, when a flashback happens or a flash forward at this point, I'm just like, I don't fucking care. I need to know what's happening on that island. That's how I that, felt. Yeah. That's like how I all felt. this shit with Jack and Kate being together, even though we already know Jake, Jack's going to become a fucking junkie like shortly thereafter. Like, I don't care about any of this at all. Yeah. It's it's cool the way they set up the flash forwards and everything, but it is like a little exhausting because like every time you see Jack when he's not drunk Jack, which is like four episodes worth of content. You're like, okay, but like pretty soon you're going to be a waste case. Right. Like anything you do here is kind of devoid of the impact that is supposed to be happening. Because 
unlike the beginning of the show, now I've literally seen into the future. So right. like, <laughs> how much how much drama can you deride from that? Is is kind of you know up to your mileage? I yeah, because now it's like it's like Jack's getting surgery. It's like, well, we know he's fine. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I'd argue you'd probably still know he's fine anyway. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's something extremely impressive by the production of this show is how rarely they have how fucked up Matthew Fox's teeth are on the screen. Yeah, he's got a pretty busted bottom rack. But, like, they really worked around that. They did. They found their way around. Um... Because I saw a picture of him from, like, a few weeks ago from his, like, new, like, CBS All Access show or whatever the fuck. I've got to check that out. Me too. And the photo is, like, he looks awful. And I was like, damn, what happened to his mouth? And then so I started paying attention to it and lost. And I was like, oh, wow. Look at that. That guy became famous. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> um, yeah, until he made Speed Racer and everything fell apart. And then he got like super skinny and all ripped up like a heroin addict, <laughs> which that was a really strange phase for him. But and I was also reading about fucking the dude who plays Charlie being on Twitter, being like he beats many women. Who the guy who plays Charlie beats many women? No, or, was oh, saying that about Matthew, Matthew Fox. Oh, absolutely. Twitter. I mean, I I think that uh, Jack as a character was like they hired him to be like the doctor type, yeah. and then they met Matthew Fox. And they were like, oh, no, this guy is rife for, uh, for like, <laughs> for pathos. total, like, annihil- self-annihilation. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, um, you know, as we go along here, it, it has become crazier. I feel a little less attached, but I am really happy um, that at this point where I'm at up at the beginning of season five, I feel like every episode is, like, expanding my brain about lost in all of its various questions and mysteries so yeah big ups to that are we gonna do predictions we are gonna do i mean general predictions nice. i asked you where the show was going yeah I'm uh. just like <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling like ben is like was, was like charles whitmore's like prodigy no so tight <laughs> <laughs> um Dude, that's fucking analog effects right there. Uh, um, this is like how they used to do it fucking back in the day with teleplays. Yeah, there was like a guy like banging a pot wearing like giant yeah, soup like, can earphones. There's like, like a dude squishing a balloon like to make a gunshot. Wow. <laughs> um, this is actually a guy doing it all with his mouth. Um, Dude, look me scratching my beard. I do want to bring up one thing that has begun in Lost that uh, from a music angle is my most uh, satisfying of all uh, Lost themes in general. There is a walking theme that they've introduced. Michael Giacchino, the most genius Italian of all time, makes Christopher Columbus look like Polly Shore. Um, uh, <laughs> um uh god damn dude they've introduced this theme they're erasing like, our history and like rachel was telling me um when we were in the supermarket one day that she had what she described as like sad finale theme music stuck in her <laughs> head like after the whole charlie drowning um yeah. thing she like had the, like the somber piano notes like she sang them to me in the that grocery shit was store. like dangerously close to celine dion um now I, my, that the walking theme has been inter- introduced, it changes the whole game. <laughs> I don't have it queued up 
sorry, but I can do the exact impression of it, which okay. is great. Um, and um, the walking theme like starts, I think, when they first cross when the survivors have to leave the beach and like go into the jungle because the others are going to attack and, and get all the pregnant women and they're all out on the rocks and it's just like bump, bump, bum, 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 bum. And that's like the basic that was really good. rhythm section behind it. Yeah, was yeah. it? Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? And that theme evolves like so much throughout the show. And then that theme in season five and mostly season six, the island stuff is just there's long treks that have to happen. And especially at the end of the show, imagine, dude, you have like one hour and 45 minutes of Lost ever left. And you're watching people like walk on the rocks, like all your favorite characters, whoever's still alive, whoever's back from the future, whatever, going bum, 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 and it just like makes my heart instantly start racing yeah. and I, I get all like clammy and it's um it's my favorite theme in the show. I can't and, wait to hear that on the fucking box set I got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan um uh, purchased a very extensive vinyl box set already of Lost. It looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, you should have brought it today. I forgot. Dude, what the fuck? It's, it's conduct- Don't you like have a gaggle of my objects at your house too? Yeah. Didn't we talk about this last time? No. At some point, no, not on the pod. Uh-oh. Like in reality, you were like, I have some things. You made this huge list. And I quit vaping. I have all this vape stuff for you. Oh, nice. I love when you quit vaping. The, <laughs> I come out on top big time when Dan quits vaping. Yeah. Um, good for you, I guess. Oh, because you're on nicotine gum now? Yeah, and lozenges. Oh, my fucking God, dude. They're killer. Okay. Got one right now. Um, <laughs> dude, on, on that box that it's Michael Giacchino conducting. One of the best symphonies in the world. Uh, and if it's the one that I have heard, though, do not listen to it until you're done. There's spoilers in there. They're like reading letters about the show. Oh, my God. They have. I can't imagine that's on the vinyl set. They have Carlton Cuse, uh, previously on Lost Guy, uh, come up and like talk a lot. They're like, why did you make Rose the founder of the Dharma Initiative? They had one interesting segment on it, actually, where they were like, we decided to, for this performance, write fake letters of people who were writing home to their loved ones, like while stuck on the island. And they read one and it was pretty well written. I cannot imagine that that's on the vinyl it set. It was like written by Damon Lindelof or something. It's very nerdy. Um, There's no way they would put that on a vinyl set. No one wants to, like, have to, because you can't skip. No one wants to skip through dialogue yeah. while listening to a record. Might not be on there. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, but it's cool as fuck. This box set. Shout out to Mondo. Other than that, Dan has told me that he's going to... Now, this, ladies and gentlemen, is, like, the ultimate test of, like, if Dan Eden is as dedicated of, of a Lost <laughs> fan as he seems to be. But he uh, seems interested in buying the Xbox 360 <laughs> Lost via Domus game, which, like, I, in the throes of Lost, like, between, I think it was seasons one and two when this game came out... And there was no content about anything Lost related. Um, the game came out and it was like, answers will be revealed. Plots will be unfurled. And I was like, oh my fucking God. It was like, play as a survivor of 815. I was like, get me there, fucking Oh my God, I cannot now. imagine how fucking stoked you were. Um, and it, Did you the, buy that shit like day it came out? Oh, a hundred, a thousand percent. Yeah. I expected like a line to be. You were like, I, you're like, I'm going to be Saeed flying on a pyramid. <laughs> 
I'm gonna be Saeed doing a he- like a head spin, like a breakdance move on on the top of the Giza pyramid, <laughs> which is Dan and I's projected imagery for the the season six of Lost Conclusion. <laughs> Obviously, the mythology will have evolved to that point where Saeed is is like an Akira type, like all powerful god. Yeah. yeah, but it's like the year like seven thousand BC. Yeah, there's an episode that starts where it just literally says like. 8,000 years ago, and you're like, oh my god, and it opens up and it's just Saeed with a boombox on top, on top of the tallest pyramid in the world. Um, <laughs> no, it's not really headed in that direction. Ben's I, just yelling in Arabic. I will tell you that if you think you've seen the last of Saeed's fingernails, you are sorely incorrect. You'll <laughs> be looking at them up close um, for many more days. Um, Brother! Uh, so Dan's going to play Lost via Domus. Uh, when that game came out, I yeah. brought it home. It's the most excited I've ever been in my life. Do you still I have it? could not get through the game. I ne- really? never reached the end of it. It was so fucking broken and just terrible. Wow. I can't believe you never revisited that. When it begins, you're on like the beach with the crash, and it's very compelling. And then as soon as that's over, I don't know if the money ran out, but like everything after that is tough. Like, I think it's really funny that they got like voice actors to do the characters from the show while the show is going on. It's very bizarre. <laughs> it's just a very bizarre game that like I think any what you should do if I were you because you have a 360. I would absolutely if I had a 360 right now buy that game. I can't play it on my Xbox X. Yeah, they don't do any. I'm going to buy the game. I'm not going to play it till I'm done with the show. Although uh, I can play one because it yeah. came out during the was, run of the show. It was between seasons one and two. That's so, so there's so little info in there and whatever answers they promised are also non-existent but <laughs> but you will get to tour virtually the set of like the beach it is very satisfying from that point of view only everything else is so bad i'm gonna play it and discover it's like the greatest game of all time i have recently began watching a playthrough i mean there's a high def like playthrough where you can just watch it and even that is painful so good luck <laughs> Good luck. I've, I can't, I couldn't imagine sitting and watching a playthrough of a video game. I mean, it, I only do it in cases where it's like I want to know the plot of something. Right. Like there's been every once in a while where it's like, oh, you want to play the new like God of War or something? And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like I need some kind of backup here. Oh, dude. God of War is so good. Um, yeah, my PlayStation is collected nothing but dust. I played it for three days. I, I'm going to get back into it. I, could, I tell myself every day I'm going to get back into it. Dude, you got to play Uncharted 4. I know, and God of War and Last of Us, and I, I literally have them all. My friend gave me all of them. I just I just don't have the, the will. Dude, Uncharted 4. There's so many sick things going on on my Xbox that I cannot step away yet. Dude, you're going to love Uncharted 4. It's like playing a movie. It's so cinematic and awesome. Um. Anyway... <laughs> God, that game rocks. Enjoy Lost via Domus. Not as good as Uncharted 4. Not, for not sure. nearly as good as uh, world smash hit Uncharted 4. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, you don't need to play the other ones either. I'll just like Google Nathan Drake. Is that his name? Yeah. Like, I, I only played the first one, and then I went right to 4. There was nothing missing. Okay. Uh, 10 out of 10 golden guns. <laughs> Lost ten out of ten. Via Domus zero out of ten. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Let's take a, a pee break and then talk about Lost. Yeah. We should have gotten food. 